Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Adela Marcy Unplugged. I'm your host as always, Adela Marcy. We're sponsored today by adelmarcy.com, uh, purelyhosting.com forward slash Adel. Go there, get your site built for you, but also get the hosting because it's absolutely brilliant. And also sponsored by Women's Allure. Is it women or Women's Allure? Women's Allure. Women'sAllure.com or easier, you'll actually uh, connect with our next guest, Gio. Um, Tocacelli, and I'm not going to say our surname. Is it Giordana or Gio? Giordana, but you can call me Gio. See, I prefer Gio. It's just so much easier. Um, <laughs> it's it's facebook.com forward slash Giordana. So it's G-I-O-R-D-A-N-A dot Tocacelli, which is T-O-C-C-E-L-I, which is so hard to remember. but It yeah. is. It is. Yes. Uh, First times and still nailing it, which is fine. Um, links, as always, will be in the descriptions and um, on the blog. So, guys, go check it out. So, I'm really happy to have you here because you have a very special, unique ability. As someone that I, um, I've checked out your stuff for like the last year or so, and lately, that's the reason I actually got back in touch with you. I was like, holy crap, she'll be perfect for the show. Um, <laughs> You are a, well, the best way they can put it is that you're a dating relationship and intimacy coach slash expert. In my opinion, they yes. call an expert because you know more than most people do when it comes to this. How, so yeah, how did you get into this? That's, that's like my first question. How did you get into this? How did I get into this? Okay, well, a deal, um, since the age, I mean, I can remember being eight and translating what people were trying to say to each other. So if my parents were having a fight, I would go and say, no, mom really means this. And dad really means this. And I had this uh, sort of like a sensitivity of knowing what people really meant to say to each other versus what they were actually communicating. So I was able to pick up on miscommunication from a young age. And I'm also, you know, I have an, a way of an ease of understanding people and what they really want. And so it was easy for me to understand guys and men and kind of really observe the differences between men and women. It was easy for me to relate and really connect to women. And it was just kind of like a very natural, organic thing because I did health coaching for, for a few years. You know, I had a successful health coaching practice. But then I knew it was just kind of an evolution thing. I knew that I wanted to, to go deeper. I knew that I wanted to help people really, you know, heal their relationships with themselves because that's foundational for any love and intimacy relationship you, you want to have in your life. And then to just help that miscommunication, right? To just help them understand each other to make things work. Because I know how painful it is when you want to make love work and it's not working with someone you love. Yeah. It's extremely painful. Oh, yes. It's, it's insane. I think we've all been there um, where you've had that relationship with someone where you're like, I really want this to work with you, but what's stopping yeah. it? What's making this so hard for us? Um, yeah, exactly. It's really powerful. And you've literally said something that's quite unique. And for the people that are at home that are listening, we may not have, ca uh, may not have caught this so easily. Um, you actually understand how men speak and how women speak, which is very, very rare mm -hmm. because men really don't understand women um, mm -hmm. as well and women don't really understand what men mean it's, no, uh, I think no. Tony Robbins made a joke about this once which was like when a woman says babe do you need to go to the bathroom what she really <laughs> is trying to say is I need to go to the bathroom and pull over the car <laughs> whereas when a man says do you want this and he says and you say no and oh, a man just literally goes okay she doesn't want it that, that's the end of yes. the conversation it's just like okay that's just a straightforward answer um, exactly exactly yes so it's just one of those. And um, thankfully, it's kind of strange because um, 
I spent a few years of my life really trying to uh, understand women, women's communication, which has helped me a lot in my personal life, mm-hmm. um, in my dating life and my professional life to actually understand, okay, yes. a woman says this, this is what she means, or better to probe, to ask, what yes. do you actually mean by this? Because it yes. sometimes it will get me yelled at. It, I'm not going to lie. Women yes. will sometimes yell at you and be like, oh, I don't want to talk to you about it. And then eventually like, you know what? I really did want to talk to you about it. Thank you for getting this yes. out of me. Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh, poor guys. <laughs> <laughs> we have to deal with so much. You have to deal with so much. Yes, absolutely. So cool. So kind of going off of that though, I mean, so what would be some of the stuff that you'd go into directly, like that you've seen that is, mm-hmm. that, you know, just going back to the whole thing, someone wants to love someone else, but there's a barrier. What barriers have you seen? Well, sure. I mean, I think um, I think one of the things that I would go straight in this conversation to, to talking about is just um, how much our fears of rejection or our neediness are driving a rela- our relationship or our dating at any given time. So when you haven't dealt with that and when you don't have an awareness of that, um, you know, it can really clash. So, for example, women love relationship they love to feel safe that's one of their biggest things so when they get certainty and commitment from a man they can really flourish so for them they really keep their eyes on getting the certainty and being really pursued by guys and getting commitment in order to feel safe enough to feel like they can really express their femininity and so a mistake that women often make is that they will be so focused on getting commitment and certainty from a man that they no longer see kind of like his heart or they don't know how to create intimacy and emotional safety with him. So that that can easily have guys pulling away. So one of the most common things that I hear from women, why are men pulling away from me? Why are they not committing? And that's because they're going at it from a trying to get something from a guy. And, you know, anytime someone is trying to get something from us, we don't feel connected. We don't feel loved. We don't feel like they really care about us. And so that has us pulling away. And so that's one of the biggest blocks for women, helping Women understand that for a man, he doesn't want commitment until his heart feels really connected and really safe and really seen. You know, until he feels like it's he's not being controlled or mothered into a commitment or being demanded, uh, you know, a commitment. So when they understand that men, you know, they don't want to give up their freedom until they really have something much better than than what they're experiencing which yeah, is just yeah. you know kind of their own comfort and they do whatever they want and they, they don't give accounts to anybody and so if, if that's what she wants from him she needs to be able to create a really strong emotional bond with him so this is one of the big ones for women okay cool so how would a woman uh, how how would this go about being uh done i mean sorry this is like really sure. interesting to me because let's I've go been, let's go i've been yeah. in that situation um where i ended up dating someone for eight months because like we started seeing each other, it was great, and we were, we started seeing each other for about two months, and then it kind of got mothered into the whole let's just be in a relationship. And every time I tried to pull away from it, I'd get guilted back in. Yes, yes, and, yes. Um, That's horrible. Or the worst, the worst one was literally um, any time I tried to pull away, I'd get logicked back into it. Okay, how like, can um, I ask about yeah, it a little bit? Of course, by all means. It was like ages ago. Um, so one of the things from this, and I remember this because I wrote it down. Uh, mm-hmm. I was doing like a self-development thing. Okay, why do my relationships suck? What's mm-hmm. where am I going wrong? Um, it was the it was the exercise of like, what are you bringing to the table really for yourself? That's that's what yeah. I was looking at. So when I looked at it, um, what happened with this relationship? It turned into me being uh, well logics back into it by saying, okay, look, I don't think this is going to work out. 
because I don't feel like I'm being, I, I can't communicate. I can't be express. I can't be expressive. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually the point that I found out that if, if someone doesn't implicitly trust me, I yes. can't be with them. Because, yes. Yeah, um, foundational. Yes, yeah. absolutely. It's like, it's it's a massive thing for me. So she told you that she couldn't be expressive, or you told her. I that told you... her like everything. Well, I was, that's I exactly I it. I couldn't be that's expressive exactly to who I am. I had to feel like I was controlling and downplaying myself. There you go. There you go. And you just I, you just said it. And as soon as I said that, she logicked me back into it. She goes, "Yeah, but I've never told you you couldn't do that." But it, but and then my my no. mind, my logic mind went to, "Shit, she actually has never done that." And then there was a crying thing, and then we ended up together for eight months. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly it. She's trying to get something from you instead of valuing you enough to listen to your needs. Yeah. You know, if in that moment she would have put her needs aside in the sense of I need you to love me, I need your commitment from you and actually listen to you. So, I have um a couple that I'm um coaching and they're dating seriously and they're actually business partners and they were going to move forward, you know, with their venture. And, and she actually went to him and said, I will not move forward until this is done, you know? And so he immediately had a huge trigger of, you know, if I continue to kind of go deeper in this business with her, I will always, I will never be able to be free and make my own choices because I have to run them by her. And if she decides to get obstinate and inflexible, I'm pretty much doomed. And so I find with a lot of the men that I coach that one of their biggest fears is, okay, yes, I'll finally commit, I'll get married, but then I'll be stuck in a very unhappy marriage. I won't make her happy or I'll be obligated or, you know, it's, it's kind of this sense that, I've signed my life away. Now I have to be here. So this is like a big fear with, with the men that I coach. And so, you know, I was, I was telling, telling this couple that I was coaching that when she communicated that what was really going on for her, she was afraid, you know, she had some fears around moving forward without solidifying this. So she needed to bring him into her fears and tell him, you know what, honey, I'm, I'm actually afraid. What would you, what do you think we should do? How can we create safety? How can we move together in a way we're both satisfied versus, demanding how it should be because in that instant he feels like he's not even seen like how does he feel about it that's not even important and so it's huge for women to create the space with men when they date uh, men that they don't impose what they need or want but that they actually sit and have a free conversation you know how are you feeling about this is this just going well for you like when you say you can't express yourself how do I make you feel that way can you can you help me understand Mm. so that and that's what yeah because then you feel as a man you feel seen and you feel heard and that's what's going to bring you closer to her not demands and threats and all the other stuff right yeah never a fun thing so huh sorry this is like really powerful and feel like yes i'm I'm, I'm, everyone's listening to my therapy session everyone join it (laughs) (laughs) but it's actually quite interesting to me because um relationships are the foundation to everything and they are um, Far too often I've seen even business partners, even entrepreneurs that are like dating non-business people, mm-hmm. um, their relationships, they start off with someone they're like this with, they're like absolutely amazing. Then they start their business and then this happens. Or yes. other, in other reasons, they're already in their own business. They meet someone and they try and click with them. And then as soon as they click with them, as soon as they find something, it, it deteriorates. Yes. And um, I spoke to someone about this a while ago, and not because of any other reason, just because I was curious. I was like, dude, you've been married like twice in the last eight years. What's mm-hmm. going on here? 
And he goes, oh, uh, I, I think it's just known as the entrepreneur's folly that you'll end up marrying like three or four different women over your life. Or if you're a woman, you'll marry three or four different men over your life because people just don't understand you. And then you'll find the right person, yada, yada. I was like, I can't accept that as a standard. And I've just noticed <laughs> my other cat is literally right behind me right now. Um, I have the abusive one. She's adorable. <laughs> um, she's a girl. She beats everyone up. It's fine. Um, yes. But what's it called? Uh, so I don't. I, I can't accept that as a way of life because that's stressful and financially de- destructive. Think about it. You get yes. married because when you get married once, you kind of want that person to be with you forever. Um, it it is it is it is it is absolutely it's it's the found it's one of the foundational pillars of your life. Yeah, absolutely. So what would be a good way, what's your take on it? Like, do you believe that, um, why do you think that entrepreneurs tend to break up more frequently than the outside non-entrepreneurial people? That's one. And two, if you were to actually date someone, would you say it's best to date someone that's an entrepreneur as well or date someone that isn't to actually bring a harmonious balance? You know, that's a great, great question, Adil. I would say, I would probably tend to move away from generalizations in terms of saying that entrepreneurs break up more frequently because uh, I see breakups all the time no matter where you're you're yeah. from or what you're doing but to answer your question I think um, you know I have this thing where I, I really teach people to know their own limitations to know their own desires and to have a real vision for their life so if you um, you know are an entrepreneur and you're going places you know that you have to put the elbow grease for a few years before this this thing that you're creating is really sustainable and successful. Right. And so, you know, you have to know that love isn't always enough. Chemistry isn't always enough for a foundationally long-term relationship. So if you want a partner to do the journey with you, yes, she does have to have an understanding of the entrepreneurial journey. You know, she has to have a little bit of grit for when times are uncertain to, and to know that eventually that's going to level out. You know, but but if but I personally think that if an entrepreneur is going to be unstable their whole life, meaning like the finances are are never stable and are never certain, for a woman particularly, that's it's very hard on her because yeah. she's really looking to her man for certainty and safety. That's a very masculine principle, and so it might just be too emotionally taxing. You know, so you just have to know what stage of entrepreneurship you're on. You have to have a partner that. Um, it just depends because if you're uh, just starting with your entrepreneurial thing and you don't want to be married, then date and have a good time. If you want to be married at that stage, choose a partner that has a vision and a vision for your legacy so that, you know, the few bumpy years that you have to go together, there's a there's a plan and there's a support system around that because it is emotionally taxing. You know, when, when finances aren't stable, it puts, a, it puts us in survival mode and survival is always fight or flight. So if that's going on in a relationship, it's, it's gonna be on edge a lot more. So I think um, when you come together as a couple and as a partnership, you have both the sense of we unconditionally love each other and we have each other's backs, but we're also partnering to create a better life essentially than we could as single people. So what are we creating? What's the purpose? And also, you you know, if you're going to have emotional kind of things about it, have contingency plans. How do you, first of all, you need to expect that you're going to have high moments and low moments and you're going to have disagreements. You need to expect it, hmm. it and not think that when it happens, it means there's something wrong with your relationship. No, it, it's, it's to be expected in every relationship. Yeah. Even so if you can, just, yeah, 
it's it's like if you know even if you have business and you know you're beginning as an entrepreneur you, you know that there's going to be a period of time where it's going to be up and down it's kind of like to be expected right right um so i would say that would that answer your question so in saying should you date an entrepreneur or not i would say more like what's the value system of the person that you're dating how do they see life do they do they see going through ups and downs as something to partner up and really kind of you know, communicate efficiently and move through? Or do they see it as, you know, a non-negotiable? I know for, you know, for men or women, being unstable for longer than five years in a relationship is not doable. Yeah, because that's just crazy times. It is, it is. You can't be like that at all. It's um, just to kind of go back with the instability. Honestly, if you're unstable for about five years as an entrepreneur, I think at that point, don't be in a relationship. Don't in Yes, exactly. Just like, you know, work on you. And I think my fr one of my friends said this best, this beautiful quote, which is, build yourself up first in order exactly. to attract what you need in your life. Exactly. And just understand what, uh, at a primal level, men and typically women look for. You know, there are going to be some interlaps of what they're looking for from each other. But then, you know, women have a primal sense of what they want from men men have a primal sense of what they want from women. Okay. So you just, if you understand that, yeah, you're going to go the distance. Okay, actually, question for you on that one. What is it that they're looking for in both senses? Okay, so women typically, and um, they want a really, they want masculinity from a man. And masculinity is a protector, someone who's, you know, stable within themselves. There's a certain certainty. There's a certain like uh, protectiveness, providership. They they want to know that they can that he can be the man in their lives. This is typically you know what what women want from them. So they do want an emo a deep emotional connection with their man. But that's something that develops over time. But they do want to feel that um, you know they have they have a man to go to. You know if if their tire pops or if you know they're in a car crash, they can call their boo and he can just make them feel safe and protected and um, be that man and and that uh, that kind of rock in that in a masculine way. Yeah, I think uh, for a man, it's you know a deep sense of acceptance, uh, real sensual and sexual connection with his woman, uh, expressiveness and and just her femininity in terms of her warmth, emotional depth and understanding and kind of her own self-value within herself. That's powerful because that is, it really takes us down to, um, it really just takes you down to, um, it is primal. It takes you to that level, which yeah, is just where, where you just meet the basic needs of each human and what they're looking for. I mean, yeah, it is. And sometimes we forget so that. I know I forget that, so... Yeah. We all do. We all do. You know, we all do. And we can all kind of switch back and forth. And, you know, I think a man at men at a primal level need their women's respect and admiration as men. They need to be treated as men, not as sons to be mothered or little babies to be controlled, you know, and I think women often overstep that. Um, you know, they, they can get into demands or controlling or emasculating behavior. So men need to feel like the man and she needs to feel that he's her man. Basically, so you know, if you're going down an, an alleyway, typically, if something were to happen, a woman would want the man to protect versus the man wanting the woman to protect. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, that, I mean, can you imagine? It, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. It kind of goes back to what my original um, confidence teachers used to always talk about. It goes, you got to understand where the calibration of safety is. 
mm. because that's that's a big one. If you don't have calibration of safety between you and your woman, and guess what? She's gonna find someone that is. Yes. And the same for men. I mean, yeah. men, to me, in my personal experience, the, the calibration of safety that, that they want from women is a deep emotional safety. Yeah, as in, you know, can right? I be myself around her? Can I be the goofy cheese ball that I really am? Can I be accepted yes. for who I am? Because, yes. Um, something I, well, you would know this as a very beautiful woman yourself. I Thank noticed, you. like, <laughs> guys tend to idolize women that are absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And then they think, Oh, she can't be like me. She can't be as naughty as I am. She can't be oh, as no. kind of kind. <laughs> they are. But I've actually found the more beautiful the woman, the bigger the geek. I mean, yes. especially as they get older. I mean, um, fair enough. If you're like, if you, if a woman has been idolized as a beautiful girl since she was 12 years old onwards, if she hasn't taken the time to develop her personality and who she is, I guarantee you she will actually be the type of shallowest, vacuous person that Hollywood peddles out that's going to happen but that's societal i mean i've seen girls that aren't what you would call a-list models have the exact same personality because they were put on a pedestal from a young age mm-hmm. whereas if you find where you find um again one of my friends from years ago used to call it he goes you call you find the fat girl syndrome the fat a fat girl mm-hmm. in high school syndrome meaning mm-hmm. she used to be a fat girl in high school at least has a fat girl personality but now she's in her 20s and her 30s and so on and she's hilarious. She's smart. She's funny. She's a giant geek. She knows how to have a laugh about it. But she's gorgeous as well. But you gotta, mm-hmm. you've got to look at the... Um, so I guess my thing would be to kind of ask you and kind of va- validate this from your point of view, really, is that as a guy, or for the people listening, because weirdly enough, most of my audience are men. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Hi, men! <laughs> yeah, and the few women that listen to my show, hello. Hi, women! <laughs> um, it's always nice. It's um, I always tell guys, or at least when people ask me what I look for in a woman, I say I look more at their heart than I do their their physical yes. attributes because their heart is what yes. I'm after, not exactly their, not their physical exactly. attributions. We just did a whole webinar on it, and our first premise was your heart is what he wants. That, that's exactly what we teach. And so, so what would be your question around that? Yes, I mean I would agree. I mean. You know, the the more free you are within yourself, the more you set the person around you free. And so with women, um, the more self-accepting you are, the more um, self-accepting you are of him, the more um, expressive you are and goofier. And, you know, because really it comes down to are we controlling ourselves to try and get love? Like I have a lot of women that make the mistakes of showing up with men and they're trying to be the trophy wife. They're trying to show him. I can cook, you know, I look great, I'm great in bed. Like they're trying to check off all these things, but there's no connection. Yeah. It's like they're trying to get something from him, right? And then you have the other women who approach men and they try to be his therapist and the one he can always go to talk to, but she's never sharing herself, so she gets used. Mm. Does that make sense? Entirely. And so, yeah, or so you, or you have other women that approach men from a masculine, combative achievement. Look at all I've achieved and how intellectual I am. And Or then you have the other women who've bought into the I should never need a man thing. I'm Mrs. Uh, Empowered. Let's talk about that for one moment. Yeah. I have a <laughs> massive problem with that, by the way. Yeah, um, I do too. It's, it's, it's nice to find a woman that I can have this conversation with uh, that isn't just a very yeah. close friend of mine. Okay, 
first of all, laying this out there so I don't get all the feminazis hate on me for this. First of all, <laughs> I'm I'm not I don't like the word feminist because it's pretty much it's equal it's equal rights it's equal vegetarian or whatever it's called. That's what I believe in. People have equal rights. Yay. Yes. yes. It, that's what it was known for known as before it became known as fe- feminism. I mean, yes. same thing really, but I like the original word means more free for everyone. Anyway, words are powerful. By the way, being a copywriter, you kind of get to it. Yes, of course. Um. But I used to I used to do this joke because I do stand up as well, and one of my one of my jokes was that um, it's like women want to take over the world. We let them take over dating, and we've seen how fucked up that's got in the last fifty years. And they're yeah. like, "What do you mean?" It's like there's people don't work at relationships anymore. If a relationship doesn't work out, they don't go and say, "Okay, we need to go speak to someone. We need to try and work at this." They're like, "Nope, we're done." Yeah, like, yeah. Really? <laughs> that's how long it yeah. takes to get over it. It's like. Or I'm tempted by another guy or another girl. There's none of this, hey, I, I feel horrible about this. I need to talk to my partner and say, what am I doing wrong? Or I need to go see a therapist. Or I need to go see someone yeah. that can help out or talk to my friend. Yes. It's just, nope, I'm done. I'm going to go pursue the new thing. It's like, yeah. Really? <laughs> what yes. Happened there? Yes, yes. So, what's your take on it all when it comes down to what we were just speaking about, like, um, where it's kind of the whole, I don't need a man, women that are in that independent it's, it's women's a, What's behind it is the woman's need for safety. You know, like, uh, what's behind it is the sense of when we were completely dependent on men, we were, we were abused to a certain degree. Yeah. And so, and so, you know, we went through this whole liberation thing and, you know, we went through this whole thing, but we ended up becoming invulnerable and that has destroyed our relationships. One of the things that I tell women is, how would you feel if there was an entire movement of men saying, we don't need women. We do not need women. We are empowered men. Boom. Yeah. You there? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, and so what, you know, we don't need women. We're empowered. You know, women are nice to have on the side, but you know, it's, it's not really essential to our happiness. I mean, I think as women, we would, we wouldn't like, that's not a, that's a, that's not a good message. You know what I mean? And so, I think as women, we need to take in the reality that we do need to create safety for ourselves and learn to be pow- and powerful. But powerful doesn't mean lying to ourselves about how we really feel or being destructive in relationships because we want to give what we receive. Like we want a man to be vulnerable, to know how to create safety within himself, but to also create safety for us and to express that we he needs the gift that we have to offer him and that he has things, you know. So I think that that's a reaction to pain. And it's a reaction to a very real wound that has been going on, but it's, it's an extreme going to another extreme and it's, it's being destructive to relationships. So now women are like, why doesn't he pursue me? Why doesn't he, you know, do the work of courting me? And oftentimes the way they're showing up and, you know, I've been guilty of this and a lot of the women, not guilty, but, you know, is they're showing up in a masculine sort of way and not in a vulnerable way. Okay, so now I have a question for you that kind of like rings completely off of that, but also what you said earlier. And it's something that I combated with with such a long time, and from time to time I still have it. As a man, because you said it yourself, as a man, he has to show up with what he sees within himself as what we will attract on the outside, correct? Yes, so yes, yes, yes. How does a man get clear eyes on this? Because the way I went around this, and um, I'll, maybe if I tell you the story, it might make sense on what the question is. So yes, uh, yes, yes. last year I went through this whole phase where I didn't know if I was good looking or not because I've had women tell me, you're a great looking guy, you're really handsome, all this, that, the other. And then something happens on the outside that kind of challenges that notion of belief. And then it's like, maybe 
it goes back to that insecure me that goes there and says, see, they were lying to you, they weren't true, and everyone else really thinks this. So um, yes. I, I had a very good friend of mine that's a photography teacher. He said, I want you to go out, and I want you to ask 10 of your best friends that are female, ask them to physically describe you what makes you attractive as a man and just focus on those in your photos. It's like, okay. And then he said, I want you to attend a live nude art class and pose completely naked in front of an entire group of strangers. At the end of it, ask them why they accentuated what they did. So I went ahead and did this and I found out what some of my most important key features are, what women find attractive and what men find attractive in me as well. Um, I swing yeah. only one way, which is I'm straight, but it's nice to know what the what the same sex thinks of you. Because no, I wish I had. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, of course. So anything short of men doing what I did, because they may not have the same friends, they may not have the ability to go forward to a live art class because of other stuff. How would a man understand what he brings to the table in both the physical, the well, in the physical emotional uh, area? Well, you know, what a beautiful question, Adil. And I think here it's the first step is depersonalizing. And so what I mean by that is, um, under, you, you know, like if you have a business, right, um, and clients aren't buying your product, it's easy to be like something's wrong with me as a business person. But the truth of the day is the, the clients have specific needs for what they're searching for and you just need to find what that is and deliver on it. Mm-hmm. So it's not personal at all. You know, and I think women, from my perspective and my experience, the particular women I work with, which is a large percentage of women, um, they're looking for masculinity in a man. And so masculinity, and so to to for a man to, to have the, the true masculinity inside, which is, you know, him really knowing himself and knowing who he is and, and desiring to step up as a protector and a provider and a, and a lover in that way for a woman... Your masculinity is for someone. It's for a woman. You know, it's the gift that you offer her as as her man when she needs you, when she desires you, when she wants to feel safe as a woman. And so if you look at it, you depersonalize and you say, did I have good examples of men in my life? Do I have good examples of men, integrous, strong? And, and by strong, I mean, you know, even when they're knocked down, um, you know, they're, they're willing to find a way to get back up or, or whatever that means, you know, um, do I have good examples of men and have I done the inner work? Have I done the inner work to find out how much my inner little boy that hasn't grown up is pretty much driving everything? Does that make sense? Um, so the little boy is going to be the one looking for his mother is going to be the one looking for his mother's love. So, for example, one of, one of my year-long VIP clients, actually a very successful uh, businessman, um, he would approach relationships with women from a place of powerlessness, not realizing that he was using them to fill a void for, for something that had happened with his mother, like a, a, something, a form of attaching with his mother where the bond had created a lot of anxiety for him. So he kept moving from woman to woman so he'd never be alone because he'd never really dealt with this at a physiological and, and emotional level. So I would say, you know, you become a man when you've integrated your little boy within yourself, when you've loved that little boy and when you've learned to parent that little boy. And so when you do, I would say, do inner work and surround yourself with men that know how to be men of integrity and purpose. That means, it, that doesn't mean macho men with muscles. Yeah. That means you know, it me or men who are loud and, and who are trying to be in the spotlight. In fact, men who are chasing the spotlight typically don't make good partners to women because they're so self-absorbed. 
they don't know how to serve their woman and family with integrity. Yep. Does that make sense? That I can actually attest to because I have seen it happen with a few people. It's strange. Yeah. It's like the quiet genius in the room always seems to somehow get the better way of everything. Yeah, because because is your energy going to having people like you? Or is your energy going to, okay, there's a part of me that's always going to want people to like me. There's a part of me that's always going to want fame. I'm cool with it. It's just not driving. It's just not driving me. Yeah. And, and that, that sense of I'm cool with it, I'm cool with that aspect. And in terms of, in terms of that is more important to a woman than anything else. That's when, when a man, it doesn't matter what he looks like, um, will get a supermodel or anything because she senses that deep certainty. And in terms of attractiveness, for me, in my personal opinion, I think everyone's beautiful in their own way. I really do, genuinely. But um, just, you know, I think just what I teach my women, take care of yourself. You know, just eat healthy, exercise, because you'll have more stamina. You'll, you'll want to have sex and be connected. So... You know, if you take care of yourself, you'll have more vitality. You have more to offer, right? And that's just basic vegetables. Eat well, you know, like not not a health nut, but just, you know, get some movement in and get some healthy food in. And that's all you need. Yeah. Very, very true. And that's quite yeah. cool. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, um, there's more than enough guys that I know that have that problem. My Again, like I said, for a very long time, one of my big hangouts. Um, but it's really nice to actually hear that. So kind mm. of jumping forward from that. What was it that actually sparked your interest into going to like a career with this? Because you told me that you you moved around quite a bit and um, you a did lot. a lot of you did a lot of different things. Oh my goodness! What, yes. What, what settled you on this more than anything else? Like, what brought you back onto this? Um, like, was it an I event think... that you went to, or was it just you woke up one day and were like, "Damn, that's the thing I want to do." Um, I think, I think it, it was a, just a deep sense of seeing the need, just seeing, seeing the need that was out there and wanting to connect with people and tell them, Hey, you are amazing. Just as you are, you're worthy of being loved. You're just getting a few technical things off. You know what I mean? And you can have this love and you can have this partnership that you deeply long for. Um, I just think the world is, would be such a brilliant place if, if men and women healed they're relating to each other and we're able to get from each other what they what they so long for. I think eventually I'll probably move more towards my philosophy on healing the soul. I see myself in a few years' time moving into that direction. But for a few years I will be uh, primarily focused on helping people. So, you know, it, that varies from women who are single and they haven't been able to get into relationships and they need, you know, that help. You know, we, we build entire, like, a complete customized dating strategy for them to get them in relationship fast. And sometimes it's, I work with men to come heal deep wounds and, you know, empower them to be confident, powerful leaders and really get women. So, so yeah, it's extremely rewarding. I think one of the most beautiful things for me is the moment when I'm with a client. I think a lot of coaches and experts can relate and you feel like you've created the safety for them to stop attacking themselves and stop seeing themselves as not enough and realize that that masculinity or femininity or worth is already inside. It was just things that needed to be integrated and they needed to see. I think one day you should totally write a book on this. Mm, thank you. <laughs> or just at least have a flat out course because honestly, the information that you have is incredibly powerful. And it's delivered in such a way that's actually quite useful. And this is to take nothing away from my, my other friends that have coached me and worked with me over the years. They're amazing. But no one's really put it in a way that is simple 
and in a way that is understandable in the same way that you do, which is lovely to hear. Thank you, Lydia. Now, kind of jumping off of that, how much of a geek are you, like, on a scale of 1 to 10? Oh, my gosh. 10. Really? (laughs) Okay, so did you watch Deadpool? No. Well, define geek. Define your your version of geek, because I have my version of geek. Okay, what's your version of geek here? Gosh, I've never defined my geek, but no, like I, I have these jokes that I oh, tell okay. my friends that okay. like puns, pranks, geeks. I want to hear one of the one of the jokes. Come on, you got live on. I got. I, I tell this to everybody, and I think it probably discredits me as an individual. <laughs> people will be like, "So I'm living in Austin, Texas." So they'll say, "So what brought you to Austin?" And I'll always say, "An airplane." <laughs> It's so stupid, I swear. I just discredited myself to your entire audience. But um, always, always. And so I always, I also love to tell, like, they'll say, where are you from? And I'll start coming up with stories about, you know, having been in the army on missions in China. And they'll believe the whole thing. And then I'll be like, no, it's not totally it's not goof, true. You goof on people, which is brilliant. <laughs> and I love the fact that I'm not the only one that does that now. Because I thought I was the only one that gets away with stuff like that. Um, yeah, no, it's terrible. It's terrible. You uh-huh. can ask some... Some of my friends, they'll they they'll tell you stories. I was talking to my friend Kaylee the other day, and it was brilliant because she's um she's a few years younger than I am, and she's gone through like a really weird moment. And we were just having a joke about it. we hadn't spoken for a few days. We got on Skype again, we were talking, and she literally I was like she's like where have you been anyway? I haven't heard from you for a few days. What's new? I was like well um I hate to break it to you, but and she goes you got a boyfriend didn't you? And as I said the words I have a boyfriend, she said it as well. I was like. Did you literally just read my mind? This is kind of scary. Because I've hung out with you far too often to know when you're actually being serious or when you're kidding. That's awesome. That's so awesome. I thought you moved to uh, New York anyway. I thought. Well, I am. I am. Today, my broker uh, gives me my approval on my apartment and uh, in the Chelsea area of New York. And I will be there in on July 1st. Wait, is Chelsea a nice area in New York? Because Chelsea in London is like really really ridiculously nice yeah chelsea's in, well i mean i've been told yes that it is a nice area so i was looking for different nice areas in in manhattan new york but you know going going back to the love thing i think yeah. one of the biggest pieces to figure out is when you're a man it, it you know it, it's okay to to go through a, a time in your life where you're figuring things out yeah. and to have a partner that helps you through that Definitely. You know what I mean, and as a woman as well, you know, um, you know, you're going to you're going to go through your times, and you're going to go through things. the The real question here, where I kind of divide things up, is that do you have real love to offer? That's pretty much it. And how do you define that, right? And is love is the love that you offer the love that your partner needs? So if a woman needs, you know, she wants that primal protection. She wants a that's sort of like a man who who leads himself and everything. That to her is the most loving thing because people will think, oh, well, I'll hug her, I'll love her, I'll tell her I love her. But for her or whatever, it might be different for women, but what is the vision and the needs that she has in the way that she receives loves and what is it for the man in, in her life or the men in her life? Instead of thinking, who do, I, have to, I have to be perfect to get love or I have to change myself or I'm not good enough as I am. It's not that. It's just like what's the quality of the love that you offer? And is that love enough to build the foundation for a long-term relationship? So when you're arguing with each other, 
You know, are you making the other person evil and responsible for the pain you're feeling? Or are you bringing them into your pain to work through it? it? It's really simple. Like at the end of the day, if you learn how to love, whether you're a man or a woman, you have something unbelievable to offer. You know, and I'll repeat that if you, because a lot of people think if I have love to offer, like for a lot of women, it's like I'm affectionate, I'm loving, I do all, I get a lot of women, you know, who are married and, and their marriage is like, I do all these things for him. And I'm like, have you ever asked him if that's what actually he wants you to be doing? Huh. You know so, what I mean? That's quite interesting because there is a, there is something that you brought up. I kind of want to delve in slightly deeper here. And that is how do you define what love is? Exactly. Because we have an idea and we think, I am loving. It's the same thing in business. You're like, I have an amazing product. People are dumb for not buying it. Well, you know, you're either not communicating that product efficiently, you're not branding yourself, you know what I mean? Or the product itself is not actually what the market wants. Yeah. It's like, oh, look, just another same thing that we've got 10 others yeah. of. Yeah. And so when you position yourself as there's something wrong with me, no one loves me, no one's ever going to want me. It's the same as a businessman saying, why is no one buying this product? You know, is it, am I wrong? Am I bad at business? No, it's, that's never the case. It's, you just need to tweak yourself as a business person. You need to grow. Yeah. So, so that's it. That's it. And, and that love is already within us. It's already there. That is powerful. Now, see, right now, I'm going to completely shut up. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to be sure. quiet. Go run with this for as long as you feel like you want to run <laughs> with it, by the way. Um, so for people that are listening to this, what are three things that you can tell them right now to do to actually move towards that goal of actually either being more loving, uh, finding the right person, or getting over their own humps, so to say? Like, mm -hmm. what would be that? What would be the three things they can start doing almost immediately absolutely so so number one is is their relationship with themselves of self-acceptance because whatever you don't accept your in yourself is literally a barrier between you and the other person okay so whatever you don't accept in yourself you will, will make you controlling on the other person to try and change them so you need to practice self-acceptance and self-care and and self-intimacy letting l learning to listen to your emotions self-acceptance taking care of yourself. Are you getting enough sleep? Are you, you know, doing exercise? Are you eating healthy? Like, do you, is your energy high? Like, do you, do you take care of yourself? Basically, that would, that would be the first place because that's already going to change your physiology and it's going to dramatically change how attractive you become. I mean, I don't care how you think you look or don't look, you do that and you become a hundred times more attractive. Just that. Um, the second thing I would say is, if you know know what you want to attract, get clear on what you want to attract. And then ask yourself if you're what that person wants to attract, meaning do you offer love at a level where they feel satisfied? Intellectually, sexually, emotionally, like would you be able to connect with them at a high level so you have a high degree of satisfaction? And number three, if you're single, get a customized strategic dating plan. You know, I was talking to, I get a lot of businessmen who come to me who've like gotten a divorce and they come to me for like legacy and do-overs. And they'll say things like, okay, well, I'm 40. I have two divorces. It was messy. I messed up because I didn't know what I was doing. Now I get a do-over. And this time when I attract a female partner, Geo, I need her vetted. I need her to be this. You know, I need to know that she's someone that can do the long haul with me. So be smart. Like you have to know what you, just like business, 
you, you, you do a business plan, you have a vision, you have strategy. You don't just fall into chem chemistry and then expect that person to be a partner. Yeah. So you got to know what you want. You got to know you have it. You have to know how to attract it and you've just got to become smart at that. Right. So how well, you offer those, don't you? Yes, absolutely. I do. Yes, awesome. So, yes. just quickly, like wondering, what would be um, the first step for someone that actually wants to do this? What would they have to do to get in touch with you? Like, uh, besides add oh. you on Facebook and say, "Add if they, amazing." If they, feel it, if they like telepathically think of it right now, I will pick up on the signal and I'll, I'll figure it out and contact them. No, <laughs> you never know. Smoke signals. You never know. No, I would say you know, um, add my face. You know, get on my. Get, let's connect via Facebook, send me a personal message or go to my website and book yourself in for, for a conversation. I tend to, I do have very limited spots at the moment, which is great. Yep. Um, I tend to fill up fairly quickly, which again, I'm very grateful for. Uh, but, you know, reach out and people can get a lot of value off of the posts that I, that I share with people. Um, yeah. And just, yeah. just, um, just contact me. Let's talk because this is, how important is this? I mean, to do this right, it just defines your life on so many levels. Yeah. I mean, if you, have, if you have children with the wrong, not the wrong person, but, you know, someone who it might raise them isn't right for you or might raise them in a way that's painful to you. You know, like you've got to think this through. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, it's a massive thing. And just to backtrack something for anyone that's listening to this, that's going through the situation, which I've had in the past, you're dating someone in your mind. You're like, they're all kinds of wrong for me, but why am I dating them? Yes. Just accept with the fact that maybe you're meant to date them for now. Maybe they're your, that sometimes you just need to go through something where it's like, this person's crazy. I don't know why I'm still with them. And you're like, absolutely. It, you know, you may know, they may know that it's never going to last, but you know for a fact that for right now, that's what you need. It's that, absolutely. That, that crazy may be exactly the thing that sparks your next journey or shows you what you won't absolutely. stand for. Absolutely. You know, like, again, I'm like, I operate from a place generally where the clients I work with have, have come to a certain place in their lives. But until they've come to that place, they're doing exactly what, what they need to be doing. I mean, I I had a ball throughout the world, you know what I mean? And I didn't take relationships seriously. I had fun. I traveled. Um, that was no that was more for experience and fun than it was for, you know, building a legacy. You know, and, and, and then when you come to the time in your life where you're like, okay, I'm ready to get married and I want to build a legacy, that's something that I think you should do with awareness and strategy and knowledge. Because the repercussions are significant. Yeah, they really are. It's scary how often people get married without thinking things through. It's yeah. Like, it's crazy. But anyway, uh, thank you for being on the show. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. Guys, uh, connect with uh, Jordana. It's G-I-O-R-D-A-N-A -A dot... Oh, God, this is going to be so hard. T-O-C-C-E-L-I-A? Very good. No, no A, just no, I. I. God damn it. So close. So good. <laughs> very good. Very good. Yeah, completely memorize that. So guys, go ahead and, um, and connect with uh, Gio. She's absolutely amazing for what she does. And thank you again for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Adil. It was a pleasure. Pleasure, right. pleasure. Take care. Bye, guys.